But anyway, James and that went along to a, a weekend where there was a youth kind of a weekend with about eight of these kids. And just to cut a story short, in, in, in the midst of that, um, he they didn't understand all this happening, but he, he comes to my son and the group later and says, would you pray? They pray for him, he falls over. Never seen that before. Didn't know what was happening. He falls over, he gets up, says, my back's healed. As a result, all about 12 of these kids, 14 of these kids line up and say, pray for me too. And so that's how the kind of awakening starts happening. And we start on the journey, but then we start to realise that there's a whole new world that's opening up to us. My son, he takes a year out to learn to Māori. They start writing songs, start writing. We start visiting Marae. We start to find our hearts being drawn into something very special of what I believe the Holy Spirit is starting to awaken again in our land. And I realised the dream, the dust. This was part of the dust that God was starting to awaken in our land of men and women up and down this country. I want to just keep reading from here. Peter t- says to them, when he arrives there, he says, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you, but God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean, so I came without objection. Not true. It's taken eight years. <laughs> Three times the vision came. You know, he, he, doesn't, he, he, he still is uncertain about entering into this new world. And I don't know if it's to do with the bicultural journey here for you, or is it, but I know it's part of it, but there's something I just want to say that it'll be a little bit like this that you're going to find yourself at times uncertain. All the scriptures, he had all the Old Testament scriptures, he had everything set up here, but God was about to break through into what was the move of God throughout the Gentile world. What happens, he says, I came without objection as soon as I could. Cornelius replied, four days ago I was praying in this house and suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now, send messengers to Joppa and he just tells his story. Verse 34, then Peter replies, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. Isn't it amazing when you come into the world of somebody else? I was just I was sharing last night. We've in the first years we've always had this little group of about six young young girls who are from, they were kind of from a, a they're all lesbian in their orientation. All of them they live in a little community together. And I used to come in every Sunday, give them a hug, tease them. What are you doing here? We don't want your sort here. They says, oh, they says we don't want you either. You know, <laughs> but give them a big hug. And I says, why are you here? They says, Mr. Hardy. When we come here, we feel safe. And they said this to me. They said, do you know, Mr. Hardy, that you and some of the only men will ever let even give us a hug? I said, why is that? They said, all of us. We've been abused. They told me the story. I sat there, I cried. And all of a sudden, whatever impression or thought you have about things like sexuality, it changes. Because you get under the skin of somebody else's journey. You trip into another season and you're invited. And what happens? You get saved. You get saved in a sense to see a whole new possibility of what God could do. Why? Because behind these girls came many others. People are now writing songs. People are now speaking and teaching. Let me just tell you one. Aritani and Tequila. My sons play rugby league. And Aritani is... Um, 
a part of the team comes to my sons and they play senior rugby league, says, you know, why don't you boys get kind of drunk or stoned like us? What, what's up? You know? And he says, are you boys religious? Because they never said a thing. They said, oh, we go to church. He said, okay. Two weeks later, he says, can Tequila, my wife, uh, well, my girlfriend, and their two children, can we come to church? And he comes along. By the second or third week, he um, kind of gives his heart to the Lord. And for the next year and a half, two years, he goes through this incredible up and down journey, you know, his drug addictions, other stuff. that. But behind him, you see, is actually an incredible journey. He's been, he'd been schooled in, in, in um, private Māori schools, etc., etc. been in the Navy, been in all sorts of things, a young man. And he starts this journey of faith. And um, so that was about probably six, seven years ago, two Sundays ago. We prayed for them to be elders in the church. He's doing his masterate now in university in Māori studies. And he stood there and a haka breaks out. And he, he responds. And, and I cry in the midst of this because I start to see the dust, this thing starting to not just be a distant thing, but a reality in our day. I look around the room and I see some of the old matuas, komatuas sitting there, some of the young ruffians, and I think, God, this, 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 this thing that others, that once I thought was, had to be of the devil, you know, surely when you go into a, a, a marae, all these, all these beautiful carvings, they're demonic. No, they're, they're picture albums, they're, they're beautiful stories, it's their whakapapa, it's where they've come from, it's, 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 a, it's a history, a little bit like the Hebrew culture. All of a sudden my eyes start opening and anyway, I look around the room and I, I cry and I say, God, for a day like this, thank you. That you're pushing me through all my discomfort, all my, to allow a new generation, I believe, to start to do something of God. I'll tell you this one other story which I shared with the leaders. Uh, we had a big hui in Waitara, and one of the ladies who, one of the people to speak there, her name was Puna. Uh, I don't know if you know Puna. Do you know Puna at all? Yeah. Puna's a beautiful, beautiful lady. She's been involved in Parihaka. By the way, Parihaka is, if you don't know the story, please learn. Parihaka was a, a place, a peace movement, one of the most significant marae in our land. Uh, peace movement never once fought back when the soldiers had come to you know, remove their land or their, their fence post, uh, sorry, their, their land and so on, they would go out at night and plough the fields and move the fence posts and really annoy the British. Finally, the British had enough, came and took away all able-bodied men. Uh, 1,500 soldiers came and took them all away, took them down to the South Island. Some never returned. Some few had destroyed that, that community as such. And, uh, and, but Parihaka became sort of the symbol of, in one sense, of hope and yet of sadness. There was actually a, a missionary there, an Irish missionary who was there. He saw this. He went over to um, India. In India, he met with, um, who's the peace movement guy? Gandhi. And it was him who, when he sat with Gandhi, talked about Parihaka and about what he'd seen there of this peace movement that inspired Gandhi to become what he was which is, as many of us would know throughout India, what took place there. But we forget that this thing happened in our own land. So anyway, Puna was asked to speak. I thought Puna was a man, okay? I never had no idea. And up comes this beautiful young lady who was the lawyer for the negotiations which took place with, with, with the government over the treaty deals and so on at Pariaka. And she gets up and she just says this. She says, I, um, she says, I have... Um, 
I'm not used to church. She says, at nine years of age, I was in the Catholic church, but I haven't been kind of back. And she stood there and she said, but I've been sitting here for two days in this worship, listening to some of the kōrero that's taking place. She started crying. She says, I believe, I believe that the church in Māori can work together. And she speaks. When she speaks, 150 people at least in the marae woman come forward to get prayed for. It was so beautiful, but she didn't know our Pentecostal ways. And she just kind of, I says, would you pray for them, Pona, thinking she'd go boom, 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 you know, the Pentecost. But she just comes and just puts her arm around like this. And she cries for 10 minutes. I think, come on, girl, move it on. You know? <laughs> and, and, and she does that. And after this, we get other people to pray, etc. She comes and she says at the end of it, I think I'm meant to study theology. Two months later, she comes to our little church in uh, Tarotini in Hamilton, speaks there, and it's like a machine gun is mown down the place. Everybody's on the floor. Her husband, she comes up, he gives his heart to the Lord. And there's this kind of this ripple of stuff that I was just two weeks ago in Waitara and sitting there and seeing her and her husband there together in this little community of faith that we're part of. Why do I, I could tell you story after story. I, I, I want to just say, because I can hear the children coming and so on, in the season, that I do believe there's something that you're being invited into. It may not be fully what I'm talking about, just this. I, I believe the bicultural journey is helping us to understand what it means to be a truly a multicultural people. We're being invited to love our closest neighbour. Who knows it's hardest to love your wife or your husband? It's easy to talk about love, you know, love everyone. But when you, and I believe we've been called like Peter was to kind of understand that in the midst of this new season was the future of the church. We see what happens, the Holy Spirit, this is the message that God gives to me, etc., etc. Peace through our Lord Jesus Christ, and boom, we see it, we go down further. The Holy Spirit falls upon them, verse 44, Peter's saying these things, the Holy Spirit falls upon those that were listening. Question I ask is this, who got saved that day? My old teaching would be that it was Cornelius' household. I think they both got saved. I think Peter got saved. Peter, whole world was about to change. Come to Acts 13, what happens? There's this new commission, the apostolic commission, to go into the world, the Gentile world. Why? Because Peter gets saved. He sees. After eight years of fear and anxiety and worry and wondering, he gets saved in the midst of this, along with Cornelius' household. And this is what I love here. It says, and guess what? He stayed with him for several days. <laughs> no demons in the Gentile household anymore. Why? Because he's been invited into a new journey of faith. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's scary. It's disorientating. But it's the way of the kingdom. And I believe this community is being invited into that. Let me just finish with a, just a little thought. I have so much I could share. I just got to... Um, 18 months ago, I was, had another one of these dreams. And I don't want to put too much on dreams, but they have been part of my, my journey. In this dream, I saw a deciduous tree, a tree without leaves. My background is horticulture. That's my training. And in this dream, my eyes get taken to the tip of one of the branches. And on the tip of it is the bud 
of a tree. And I watch all of a sudden, slowly, as this bud starts to go. And then there's another one. And you're like in the springtime. You know how leaves start to pop. You come out one day, oh, there's only two or three, then there's 200. And I, I, I felt, I know I'm talking revival here, but I wonder, in fact, I know, that I think we're entering a season of hope. Church has been through challenge. It's been through stuff all across our land. We know that. But I think we are being invited in this season into a into an awakening, into something what God by His Spirit wants to do. And I want to just leave this with you. I want to just pray, if, if that's all right, as we finish, and just invite Holy Spirit to just come amongst us and give you courage and give you... Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Just wherever you're at today, can you just open your hearts? I don't even want to say for you what this may look like. I'm just telling you what my story has been. My son and a group wrote an album called Kiakaha. That album, which is apparently, according to the Christian bookshop, the most, um, the longest selling album they've had. It came out of this journey. Another couple wrote a book called um, Who Here Come Home. All over the country, that book's gone. When, when we trip into a new season, we, 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 we don't know where it's going to go. But as we trust Holy Spirit, there's a fresh commission, a fresh sense of this apostolic grace, this sending grace, this grace to breathe, to live, to, to bless, to let down our barriers, to... I say, come Holy Spirit through this beautiful community just come you're welcome you're welcome if you're particularly a prayer a prophetic person could you just stand I just want to pray for you whenever you know, the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his counsel to servants the prophets and there's always prayers and prophets and could you just stand up really quickly if you consider yourself a kind of a praying prophetic sort of person I just want to pray let me show I stand up stand up Father I pray for those standing now I pray that there'll be an increase of your activity in their life. I pray for the creatives here. I pray for those that are writing songs, those that are moving into new areas. Now come, Holy Spirit, would you awaken their journey that may have felt a little sleep. Maybe they've kind of been like Peter who's about to go to sleep on the roof, doing the right thing, praying, doing the just thing. But he gets awakened. And I pray, Lord, for this community, for the prophets and the prophetesses and the, those who stand here today, the creatives, would you come? Yes. Breathe upon them, Holy Spirit. Yes. Breathe. Yes. Breathe. 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 Yes. Breathe. Yes. Unlock. <laughs> oh, come on, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. 
Some of you, as I've spoken today, you just, um, it's kind of disturbed you in a, probably a good way. And, um, but there's a longing in your heart to press in whatever it means into what God wants to do. And um, if that's you, can you just stand up? I just, want, I just want to pray for you today. If that's you, you sit there, you think, Lord, I just, I want to follow you. I'm going to walk through this. I want to understand your ways. I want to know what it is to, even if it's being perplexed. Lord, you said those that hunger and thirst. By the way, your season's about to get tipped upside down, sir, in a good way. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, just open your hearts. Just, Just let them come. Fill, Lord, fill courage. Fill, just fill. 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 Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for holding the ground. I, I just want to bless you. I, I want to bless you today. I want to bless you. Lord, I thank you for the dreams, the, the hope, the cry that's in these hearts. Cry that's been part of the spirit of prophecy that's been in our land for a long time. I thank you. Thank you for the treasure that is stored that many will walk past and not even understand, but something deep that you've been shaping, something deep that you've been channeling and working in and awakening. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray for this dear couple, for their, for the whanau, for the many, many, many people's lives that they touch. Thank you, Lord. I pray today, I speak hope, joy into their hearts today. Thank you. Thank you. When our hearts are overwhelmed, lead us to the rock that is higher than ourselves. Lord, I thank you for your sustaining grace. And now I pray that they would also enter into a season of privilege, of nearness, of purpose in your kingdom that they've never experienced before. Come, come dear Holy Spirit. Hey, time is up, guys. And um, what, what I want to do is this, is just simply as you go and have teas and coffees and so on. And um, I just want just two things. One, if you're here and this kind of church stuff is a little bit unusual to you, but in the midst of this, guy at the front telling his story. Something in you is just kind of like, oh, well, I want to know more. I just want to invite you. If you'd come down and just say hi to some of the folks at the front here, and just, it'd be a real privilege. But secondly, there's some of you are here and your, your hearts are burning. You don't know why you kind of think, I don't even understand fully what he's saying. Or you maybe you do. 
But I feel some of you today, if you, if you want to receive prayer, I'm, I'm around even. I'd just love to lay hands on you and pray for you and maybe just prophetically just speak into your life. That's you. God bless you. So, Peter, guys, thank you so much for your patience. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Fraser. Just being aware that God is just moving around the room. If God's upon you, you sense him stirring you deep within. Be very responsive. If God is there upon you, be very responsive. So please, if you know your heart is burning, that sense of I, I need to pray this through more, then just make your way down the front as we close and Fraser's here and others as well to pray with you. So God bless you. Thanks so much, Fraser. Coffee and tea out the back now. Let's just relax and chill out and enjoy being the family of God. And uh, have a great day. I don't see you before next Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. But just, just continue. Just be very sensitive about moving around because there are some who are just, just there before God where they are. So let's just be real sensitive to that. But just quietly just go out, get a drink, and just relax. But if you need to respond, then do. Don't leave without coming forward for prayer. God bless you.